Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Vitology Podcast. Uh, this is uh, our podcast brought to you by Emmanuel Faith, and we are live on Facebook. We are on uh, YouTube right now. And uh, and also, if you're watching this later, you found us on, or you're listening to this later, you found us on our podcast. And so, um, I, hey, I want to say hi to our guest today. It is Ryan. Oh, wait, no, not Ryan Paulson. You're not Ryan Paulson at all. Sorry, everybody. No, I'm actually Jeremy Johnson. This is Jeremy Johnson. I have a special guest tonight. In fact, I'm going to start with a special guest. Um, This this was, we planned this out, um, I mean, how many ages ago? Oh, somewhere between three years and three minutes ago. Yeah, somewhere between there is what we planned this. Super well thought out. (laughs) And I'm really glad to you know be thought of so highly that they booked me out weeks and weeks or minutes and minutes ago minutes to in come advance. and fill in for a few minutes. Exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, so here's what happened. Uh, Ryan is uh, is at a baseball game. So if if you're wondering about community <laughs> outreach focus, Ryan is actually helping out with the community by coaching Little League. He and really so, is. That's, yeah, a, that, that's a good point. It actually it's a great thing. So it, I'm really glad he's late. It really is. And so this is a you know this is this is an example of a, you know of of our pastor being a good dad mm-hmm. and a good community member right because yeah. he's a, he's an assistant coach for Ethan yeah and uh, and I hope they're winning right now they better be because he's late or at uh, least no. having fun if not he uh, we, we knew we had pushed this back a half an hour because he knew the game he we thought it would be over by now but right. you know obviously a big game you know Escondido youth baseball is is pretty um uh, competitive, competitive and stressful at times. It is. It is. I'm really glad my son has graduated from that because, like, honestly, it was one of those things where, you know, whether I was coaching or I was in the stands, I found myself sweating and nervous every time my son or one of the other boys were up at pl- uh, up at the plate or a big play was coming up. So I'm, I I miss the snack bar, though. Yeah, I yeah. I miss that. This, you know, and Liz Liz tells us that I think we have a new name for this part of the podcast. Oh, and And she calls it PJ Times 2. Oh, I like that. So that, thank that you, Liz. That's... <laughs> That's a good, it's a good name for this. I'll just say PJ one over here. Maybe I'm PJ two. I'm not sure, but either way I approve. I like I, it. You could be PJ one <laughs> and I'll be PJ two. Cause uh, you know, I'm pastor Josh. That's pastor Jeremy. Yeah. And so this is now, this is the version of the, the PJ podcast. Yeah, I like this. this the Vitology PJ version. Yeah. The PJ uh, oh. fill in edition. See now that's where it's special. That's where, you know, we have done costume versions of this podcast <laughs> before you've, you've heard about the, the lumberjack version oh, yeah. of our podcast. We could do an actual PJ oh, in we, PJs. We should. Oh, have you ever done? Uh, I mean, because so PJ here, you know, does does a morning our morning yeah. show. Oh yeah. Have you ever done PJ in PJs? Yes, you have. Okay. Oh yeah. That tells you. But you, many, you know. usually I'll just go from the top up, so that way I don't have to worry ah, embarrass good, anybody. Good so, call. That's yeah. that's smart. That's wise. Yeah. It's, uh, it. it I, I figure it's nicer for the viewers. But honestly, what I do when I'm talking from my kitchen window. Usually I'm just wearing my my t-shirt and pajama pants because I haven't got ready yet because usually I'm making breakfast or getting stuff ready for Carrie and the kids. So Yeah. And uh, where can we find that? Uh so on Instagram or on Facebook, uh Instagram live and then I'll post it to Instagram and Facebook. Just a 3 or 4 minutes little all I'm doing is following along with the Bible reading plan, yeah. giving a few insights that God had given me from that day. So it's just a fun yeah. way to talk and, yeah. and talk about the Bible. 7:30. 7:30 in the morning. Faithful Yep. Like Monday, just about every day. Monday through Friday, unless I have super bad internet issues or sometimes even when I'm out of town, I've tried and then the 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 internet's not great at place I'm at and the yeah. screen freezes and it's super awkward. That's it's, it's, it's totally been great. about a year. It's a, actually I'm starting to get memories on Facebook saying, Hey, remember this a year ago? I'm going, Oh my goodness, I've You've actually been, been doing, doing this over a year. year. Thanks, Kobe. Who would have thought? I know. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, it's actually it's it's, it's a, a huge blessing because I, I get to reconnect with a lot of people. And then I get to talk about the Bible. Two things that's I love awesome. doing. So that's awesome. That's a lot of fun. That's great. That's great. Well, uh, yeah, that's mornings with PJ, Irene says. Oh, man. Um, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> this is, you know, some people are commenting. Connie is commenting something. And, you know, this is probably a good thing for us to just stop and do right now. Um, because there's been there's been two terrible shootings. Um, oh. And so... Um, this is odd transition from like lightheartedness, right? To, well, well, to I, something I mean, crazy. I mean, I think this is the realness of life. Yes. Yeah. We, we live in this broken sinful world, unfortunately. And so these things happen. Yeah. And you look at the ripple effects of sin, whether it's, it's, uh, the uh, effects we feel, even though we're 
you know, states away, mm. you know, whether it's the, the oh. incident in Atlanta or the incident in Colorado. Yeah. But you look at, at what happens is sin happens. The ripple effect comes out, affects everybody in different ways, but you look at the people directly affected and the tragedy oh and the loss and the pain and the frustration, oh and the word. anger there that they're processing through right now. Yeah. It, it's, it's devastating. Yeah. And this, you know, it, and it, it's very true. The closer you are to this, the, the more it affects you. And I know Connie uh, lives there in Colorado and, uh, and this is a big thing. Colorado has been hit by this, uh, you know, this particular affliction, right? You know, we all, we all deal with different things, but Colorado's taking this hard. And so you're out there. Um, we're praying for, in fact, let's, yeah. Jeremy, let's do this right now. Let's just take a minute. And, uh, and you know, what, what, wasn't planning on this, but, but wherever you guys are at, would you just pray with us for yeah, a moment? And, yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. Do you want to open all close? Oh, yeah. I'd love to Lord God. We just, uh, we just lift up these these situations, so many families affected, so many people, communities affected, and our nation of uh, the world is affected when they see this kind of evil. And so, God, we just ask, Lord, that you you would work mightily in the midst of this. We know and we we recognize that this is this is not the way of Jesus. And so we we boldly declare that, we realize that, we see that, and we but we do ask that that your people would be the love of Jesus in these situations. So Lord, so Lord, please comfort the families. In Jesus' name we pray. Yeah, Father, we we do just lift up. I, I think of all the victims right now, all the people directly affected, all the people where the ripple effect is huge. And we just ask for your grace and mercy to be poured out upon them. We ask for your peace and comfort by your spirit just mm -hmm. to, to work powerfully in the hearts and the minds of all the people affected, Lord. And, and what we ask is just somehow work in them, keep them strong, Allow them just to be able to see you even through the tragedy, but we just ask for your, for your love, your grace and mercy to be poured out abundantly uh, for all these all these families who are who are suffering right now. All in, we lift all this up in your son's name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you all. Thank you all for praying for us. Uh, uh, you know, um, this is uh, this is important stuff that we talk about. In fact, we're going to be um, Ryan is is on his way here. We believe, um, and so we are going to be continuing to talk about our sermon series, the way we're leading into Easter here coming up soon. But this is your opportunity to ask any question oh boy. you want of Pastor Jeremy here. Okay, so uh, you can ask anything, and I want to hear a little bit about what's going on with you. But you had something to say. I cut well, you off. Well, I was just going to say, what what are what are is our Easter plan, Josh? What is our? I think it's a good time to remind everybody of what's happening over the next couple weekends. That's a great idea because we are doing Easter. All right. I mean, man, Jesus did rise. I know. Last year, it felt like we mm -hmm. didn't celebrate Easter. Now um, we did, and it was all at home. And it was that that we made weirdness. the best of what what it was. We did, yes, yeah. but it just didn't feel like we're celebrating. So we are. We're going to be here. Um, we're celebrating on Saturday. You can celebrate with us Saturday night at five. Yep. And then you can celebrate with us in English at nine. That's going to be our classic service, or at ten thirty, which will be our contemporary service, right? Yep. And, and then, at ten thirty, we do have kids programming as well for right. elementary age and some of the littles. So we, we've got a, a great drama and some some kid-driven uh, worship music. And I'll be that's giving awesome. the gospel, gospel message. It'll right be fun. On. Yeah. Oh, that's a blast. I've done that before yeah. on Easter. It's it, fun. It totally is. It is a lot of fun. Uh, and then um, Spanish language services <laughs> are at noon. And so uh, we're going to be out in the in the in the parking lot. Um, and so in parking, well, yeah, park. yeah, yeah. Up, uh, no, we are going to be <laughs> in the parking lot. We are right, like what we did for uh, Christmas yes. uh, Eve services. Yes, where we so. can kind of spread out and we yeah. get a lot of people there. Uh, and we're also going to be here on Good Friday. So last year's Good Friday service was all online as well, all virtual. Mm -hmm. uh, we were at home. Um, it was sweet. It was yeah. unique. But um, this, we're going to be here. And in fact, yeah. I get to preach that service. Hey, yeah, you know what? Hey, that's exciting. I know. I know. I'm going to talk about Jesus. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I know so far. That's what I know. I think that'll that'll be a really good yeah. uh, guy to talk about on Good Friday. On Good Friday? Yeah. You think so? Okay, good. Good. I good. Approve. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy approves. Oh, look at Ryan says, I'm on the way. <laughs> um, he, he said that he, a few he, minutes Ryan's ago. Going, oh, boy. I really need to get there. Jeremy's here. What is going on? <laughs> we are in trouble. Oh, no. No, okay. no, no, he is, uh, he is enjoying this. So yeah. Jeremy, you are, you are our family pastor. I, yeah, it's crazy. You get to be a pastor dedicated to families. Yeah. So like, like, you know, a, a few years back, uh, Dennis threw the idea out there and, and it was kind of one of those things where it's like, Hey, we, we've, we've got all this stuff going on. 
we need to bring it together and, and kind of come bring something under, you know, the, a family ministry idea. And so we started talking through it. And then of course the, the whole transition with Dennis to Ryan and then Ryan goes, okay, now it's time for family it's ministries time. to take over. Yeah. And so essentially what we realized is, okay, so we've got, we've got this new thing called a preschool with <laughs> yeah. Jessica Feliciano and her team doing a phenomenal job, Yes, uh, especially during COVID and, and doing a great job teaching these kids and not just basic uh, developmental stuff, but actually teaching them the gospel yeah, as well. And absolutely. then we've got a Nicole Giles and the Faith Kids team who, who just ministered to so many kids and so many families so well. We've got John Riley uh, and Seth Redden doing middle school, junior high and uh -huh. high school, all, all going on. And it's, it's one of those areas where it's going, okay, so what are some ways we can minister not only to our kids in a uniform way, but we can minister to the families. Yeah. And so what we started off first, just kind of going, okay, so what are our themes for, for, you know, birth through 18 and uh -huh. how are we going to disciple these kids that God keeps bringing? How are, you know, when you think of Escondido, we've got over 10,000 mm. high school students, 6,000 junior high students, wow. thousands and thousands of elementary age kids. How are we going to minister to all the kids? And so, so that's part, part of it. And that's a lot of fun. And then also how are we going to train parents and give them the resources and tools that we all need so we can uh, be disciple makers in our homes that's and, great. and, and elsewhere. So, so it's, a, it's been a lot of fun so far. That's you know, great. I think it's been what, about four and a half months, I think. Four and a half world. months and, and quite possibly four and a half of the worst months that you could possibly, you know, it, do anything in yes. ministry, right? Oh, so, it, you haven't really gotten to experience what it's like to be a family pastor in normal days. So, we, you know, the other PJ, right? You, you figure, think, think you got great years of high school ministry, yeah. things called Hume Lake oh, winter yeah. camps that oh, you yeah. just got to really enjoy. And uh, yeah, so we've done COVID high school, middle school kids so far. Right. And it's, it's a little goofy, um, but, but we're getting there. And yeah. honestly, like, like the best thing is like the, the kids who are part of the ministry, they're so resilient, you know? Oh, absolutely. And so they've, they've just uh, stepped in, made what could have been a, a really hard year. Yep. They've just banded together made it about Jesus and absolutely. done a great job. And it's fun to see the kids grow through all this. Absolutely. There's been a number of times we're here on Wednesday nights. Uh, mm -hmm. We're here at the church and and there's a there's starting to be that buzz again yeah. on Wednesday nights. Okay, Wednesday nights around here was always this this oh, exciting, yeah. high energy time with lots and lots of people. And it's starting to come back and feel a little bit more like that. But it oh, definitely yeah. feels like that in the in the youth ministry. Yeah, yeah. You figure with, with we've got sixth grade, the primetime group, and then we've got junior high and high school going, mm -hmm. right? And so that, that helps a ton. And so especially on the nights where we have a prayer night or Spanish language is doing something on, on Wednesday nights too. And then uh, there's a whole lot of energy on the campus where you're going, oh, that, that we get a taste of it again. Yeah, that's so, great. So that's been good. And that's then, great. yeah, the other aspects, you know, I've, um, John Good, I helped John Goodman start up Field of Faith yeah. a few years ago. Yeah. So we just finished our outdoor basketball league. This is the last week, last right. games. Super Back. excited about that. We've got football season coming up. So lots of fun. Stuff. I'm teaching tomorrow night. Oh, the, yeah. You know, if the rain holds up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. going to be good. It's yeah, so really it's, good. it's a great way just to get uh, kids from the church and kids from the community all involved in discipleship through sport. And so it's been a ton of fun. That's great. Yeah, so that's just some of the things. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, oh, can we give a, a round Coach of applause <laughs> for Jeremy Johnson for filling in hey, for Coach Ryan? Good to see everybody. Who's coming in? Who ate? Jeremy, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, man. Thank thanks, you. Thank man. you. This is great. What's Dude, up? good to see you. I like it's your great e to see you. EYB mask. EYB mask. You're your angel fan tonight. Oh, I am. Angels you won are. tonight. Yeah, they so really good. yeah, 14, 13. Came oh, back in the bottom wow. of the fifth inning. So it's good so, thing you stuck around. It was, you know, it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> that was that was a lot of fun, everybody. I'm so glad that Jeremy got to to join in here for a few minutes. Uh and uh, and here we are. Here we are. Man. Let's let's dive in, man. You want to? Uh, yeah, you I just jump guys, in. Uh, he doesn't need any time. All the um, things going on in our world. So grateful. I know. I know. Do you hear that? Yeah, we hear that. Yeah, we were praying. Connie man, brought up man. a lot of close to home for me. Yeah. Uh, obviously, with Colorado and Boulder being affected, and yeah. my uh, families in Fort Collins, and so that's you know not not too far away. But yeah. my goodness, it just seems like Colorado's been hit um, exponentially uh, totally. more than you oh. know the size of the state population all that oh, so yeah compared to thanks for praying uh, for compared me. to my goodness yeah the the amount of people and everything i mean it's just it just Craziness. keeps happening there yeah. and so no, just, um, our hearts go out to to so many people that are dealing with that and uh you know um 
yeah, all we can do is recognize that this is the this is this is evil. It's pure evil, no matter what it is. There's I think there's evil in the people doing this. Um, there's evil in the systems that 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 allow it. And so there's there's just a lot of things going on here. It's, it is complex. It and is. yeah, but you're right. It just at, on a base level, it's evil. It's wrong. It's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Uh, just a lot of grief and a lot of lament. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, man. and one of the things that is, I think is so powerful in times of loss. Um, one of the, one of the things that I, I ask people, um, whenever I find out that they're dealing with something that's difficult, that's lost, that's, you know, loss of a job even, or any of those things is, is the question is, do you have a support network mm -hmm. to help you to deal with that? And, and that's actually one of the beautiful amazing things about the church yeah and about being together in the church and that, that's a, that's a lot of what you talked about this sunday absolutely um yeah was the power of that and yep. what the importance of that was yeah and this example of the early church too right yeah. so yeah josh i think that that's a great tie-in to this last message in our way series about um what does it look like to do as jesus did mm -hmm. and jesus lived in community with other people and he called people to live in community also. And so we made the point this Sunday that it's not just difficult to be um, become who God's designed you to become if you try to do it alone. It's actually impossible. Yeah. That you, you can't do it because mm -hmm. he's designed us to grow together rather than just solo and isolated and alone. Yeah. You know, right, I, I kept thinking this is such a good word for us today. In, I mean, not just us today. Um, this has been um, us humans for, i mean really in some sense forever but specifically you know in in the postmodern times in the modern times before that the the um post like enlightenment days when sure. it's kind of uh, we've had this idea that it's all about me yeah that 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 i am what really matters now and 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 every person yes has to has to come to grips with uh, who jesus is for them personally most definitely. But at the same time, the Bible talks about things very differently. It's not like you are an isolated individual. Right. It's kind of the Bible sees you. And I think because of that, God sees us as yes. community, yeah. as together and wants to see us that and way. And so many times we read in the scriptures, the, um, the word you, yeah. right. And we read it as me. Hmm, yeah. 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 And, yeah. Um, I think it might be more accurate to read it as us, yeah. right? Rather than because so many of those yous are plural, are Texan, they're, right? They're they're y'all, they're, they're all y'alls, right? Yeah, <laughs> Texan. So, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> all y'all, the great nation of Texas. This is how we do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I like, totally. I like the added the extra all there. Yeah, it is all you all, all y'all, all y'all. Yeah, but I, that's so true, that's right? Totally and true. If you as we you know dig into the greek and we get to see that 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 second person is actually plural not yeah. singular yeah see they okay because they have a way to explain um and to 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 differentiate between a singular you yeah. and a plural you whereas in english it's the same word it's the same word and so only context can tell you that and, yes. and sometimes context isn't terribly clear that's if right it's, if it's directly for a person or not and so we i mean we actually probably need to learn from the texans <laughs> <laughs> and kind of create a word. I mean, that would be a fun translation of the Bible. It, actually, it would be. To add y'all. Yeah. Yes. I, I like that. I like I that. Know. You know, we could do that. We could just market it. And that's the only change we have to make. Listen, just, Texas just is take big. ESV. That's a big market. <laughs> I know. I think that would be super <laughs> helpful. All the plural. All the plurals. Are all y'all. I think, I think like that's my level of Greek. I think I, I like could do that. that. And so <laughs> I think I, <laughs> that's enough translation work for me. So here is what I was wrestling with this week, Josh. So. We're teaching on uh, this text uh, in Acts chapter 2, which is this picture of sort of the uh, quintessential church, right? Mm, I mean, it's the, yeah, yeah. it's the perfect church in a lot of ways. Yeah. And they're selling their possessions, giving to anybody that has need. They're meeting together daily. They're breaking bread together. They're praying together. They're seeing miraculous healings and things going on. And people are coming to faith in Jesus every day. Yeah. And... I don't know. Like I, I read that and got and went, man, isn't that amazing? What right? If? Like it's, it's just this picture that huh. almost seems too good to be true. Hmm. And 
I'm not saying that it is too good to be true. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that it didn't last all that long, hmm, okay. even in the first century, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That while it's while it is the ideal, it doesn't seem to be normative. Okay. Because we start to see believers like just let's just a cursory read of first Corinthians would show mm -hmm. that the early church didn't exactly stay um in an acts two model, right? Mm -hmm. You had mm -hmm. people that were suing each other, somebody totally. sleeping with his mother-in-law. Totally. I mean, how many times do you read the command in the scriptures, forgive one another, forgive <sighs> one another? And it's talking um, about believers forgiving believers. Yeah. And so one of the things that I wanted to do was like paint this picture of what this early church was like, but then to say every church is on a journey and hopefully moving closer and closer towards that. But inevitably we're going to fall short. We're yeah. not the perfect church. Yeah. And so um, that was part of my goal was to paint the picture and then ask, what does it look like to journey towards that? I love it. Rather than to say, um, okay, now we've got to, we've got to be exactly that because most of the churches in the first century weren't exactly that. Yeah, that was a that was a a pretty unique time. So because that's an interesting observation, because a lot of people, you know, well, that is acts is our model. It's a model. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's our it's the biblical example of what church looks like. But yeah, I think that's a good corrective on it that to try to be exactly that what they did in those times um, is going to be is going to be impossible. Um, but it's probably it's it's going to point us in the right direction. But we've yes. got to we've got to kind of understand that it, things are different. And that's why we tried mm -hmm. our best to sort of frame it in values that the early church had that we said, OK, let what does it look like for us to be a church community that embraces these values that were distinctives for them? Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. like that. And so I love I love this. The kind of the main idea was that, that God wants to put put us back together. Right. Okay. And I like the way that you did that because, because in fact, that's, that's something that relates to our, our time right now very well. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of people talking about, you know, um, putting our life back together. Even what's the, I think even our president says something about build back better or something. I don't know what it is, yeah, but some, yeah, not that you're, right. not that you're trying to go off of that necessarily, no, but, but, but he's poaching from me. He's poaching from you, exactly. <laughs> that we are building again. We're in this rephase of building yeah. back together. Um, but he wants to to us to put us back together by putting us together. Yeah. And and what a perfect time for that because we also haven't been together. Together. <laughs> At oh, least wow. not the way that, that we've wanted to. Yeah. Um, you know, this has been this has been a long year. It has of not being together. Yep. And, uh, and, you know, I think that, uh, I mean, I clearly a lot of people have been able to do this and weather this, but if, if this were, if this were much longer, um, if this were to continue like this, this just, this would not be healthy at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think what, and one of the, the things that I wanted to draw out was one of the things, the season, the COVID season, if you will, has reminded us of is that we weren't designed for social distancing. Like that, that may, that may be at times a temporary necessary evil, but it's not God's design no. at, at a, in any way. And so, um, we have to, I think one of the things we have to wrestle with and what, what our government has to wrestle with is that, yeah, there's, we, we may, um, prevent, be able to prevent the spread of, um, a virus, but we create another sickness also. Yeah. And yeah. so, that that we have to wrestle with that trade-off yeah. because yeah. Of, we are social beings. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, so. absolutely. No, I, I I completely agree, and and I, I do remember even in this whole thing. I don't know if you you remember if anyone else out there um, felt this way a little bit, but I remember the first few weeks of this, and I, I just remember how quiet it was on the streets. And being home with my family and working from You're home. You were working in your trailer. I was working in my trailer. I was. Um, but the family was there. We had lots of time. And I remember it, in the beginning, this is okay. You have to think a long time ago. Long time. I remember thinking like, wow, this is nice. Yeah. This there, is, was, there, was a, there was a moment there. There when was. It was pretty nice. When, and I remember thinking like, we need to just do this. Like once a year, <laughs> let's take a month off and just you know, just be together or something like that. Now I'm way past that right now, just to be very clear. Way I'm way past that. Like the, the seven in me just can't, you know, yeah. can't do yeah, that for right. too long. Right. <laughs> um, 
but we can we grow together in in some sense by being together. We do. And and that that's God's design from the that's very huge. beginning. That. That's God's design. And um it's in our bones whether we want it to be or not. Yeah. That, that's just a reality of being human. In fact, that that's the first negative thing God saw um in yeah. creation. So okay. This is a theological okay. let, let's um I'm going to tiptoe into dicey theological waters. All right. Okay, ladies All right. and gentlemen. This is a safe place, by the way. Yeah. So, and so I'm just, yeah. this is just me exploring. This exactly. isn't me making any like definitive statements. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this is a safe place. So we have this in Genesis chapter one. It is good. It is good. It is good. Seven times. And then it is very good. And um, Genesis chapter two begins. We get to verse 18 and God says, it is not, not good. good. First time. Yeah. And what, fascinated me about that word this time was that I would have assumed that what what was not good would have been because of sin. Mm, yeah. Totally. And yet there, no sin has entered no the world at this point in time. And so God looks at Adam alone and says, it's not, that's not mm -hmm. good. That's incomplete. Now at this point, Presumably, Adam has intimacy with God. Yeah. So Adam, intimate with God, like we have never mm -hmm. been, but alone, mm -hmm. no other human being, mm -hmm. is insufficient. Yeah. So I started thinking about songs that we sing like, Christ is enough for me. Mm -hmm. Right? And I went, well, <laughs> it was God enough for Adam. Oh. Now I know what we mean when yes. we sing Christ is enough for me. Yes. But is yes, is God don't ruin alone? That song for right. Me. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, I know. <laughs> is 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 God alone God, God plus Adam alone was not enough. Ooh, it was not good. That's interesting. It was. It was. Or it was that, incomplete. Now the yeah, that cuz that that word not um cuz I I looked this up <laughs> looked this up once. It's actually the, the second most common word in the in the Hebrew Hebrew Bible, really, it is. Yeah. Um, now it's just a word. It negates whatever's in in front of it, right, or behind it. So, so it it's low. Okay, low tove. Low tove is what is what it is. Now, um, and it can be said about anything. So it's not it's not, but it's not evil. So evil's raw, right? right? And and so it's not saying that that what God created was evil or wrong necessarily, but it was lacking in the 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 goodness that that God wanted for it. Yeah. It was just, it was missing something. Yeah, even the completeness. The I, completeness. I think that's a that's good a way, to way to look at it. That's it's a great way. that God is taking the world and he's fashioning order out of chaos. Yeah. And so the the creation of, of human is um, still, in a sense, chaotic it, it, without huh. the other, yeah. without, without yeah. other human beings. Yeah. Which is so fascinating. Absolutely, absolutely. And in the, you know, there there's kind of two two tellings of the creation story, right? Mm -hmm. And because he, you know, he says the six times it is good, is good, is good, is good, is good. Then it is very good after yes. humans are created. So in the first telling in chapter one, ending in chapter two, the beginning of chapter two is kind of one, um, maybe you know, one sort of poem that that. It definitely has a cadence a story. To it. It has yeah. a cadence, yeah. And then and that's where it says it's very good when both of them are created. Yes. But then it's like it goes back, back. to the beginning and says, No, this is not good. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Well, um, so because that's where um that's where you know from the very beginnings, it's interesting that you said this. The very beginnings that that was the first step towards goodness was actually uh was actually giving us another yeah giving us an 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 other to um to to be with to right to to love and in some sense and this is it goes back to what we've talked about a bunch with being with jesus mm -hmm. that we were designed to be with jesus in fact we're actually designed to be with others right in the same way that that god has always been with totally so i love josh that what in some ways, we accidentally did in our uh -huh. discipleship paradigm of, of being with Jesus, <laughs> becoming like Jesus and doing as Jesus is um, like 
like I, I would believe, and I think well, you can tell me if you're on yeah. the same page, yeah. but that at the fall, there were four fractures that happened. Yeah. Oh, four yeah. fractures that happened. And um, so it was a fracture of our relationship with God, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. our relationship with ourself, mm -hmm. our relationship with each other, mm -hmm. and our relationship with creation. creation yeah. And yeah. you can go back and see God's design in all of those things originally mm -hmm. and the way that sin got in and marred God's good, good design. So in our discipleship paradigm, we're saying with God, right? Mm -hmm. So that relationship with God, with God restore, yeah, yeah. Um, to become like God, relationship with self yeah. or the like the self is becoming whole again rather yes. than fractured. Yes. And um, that to do as Jesus did, now huh. we're talking about community about others and yeah. others and yeah. looking out. And so, um, you know, and some would even say creation care is a part of that. Yeah. So anyway, it's interesting the way that discipleship really is the healing balm for our mm. sinful brokenness and God's sanctifying work in our life. Now, certainly we're saved by his work on the cross and his grace and his mercy. And yet by the power of his spirit, he calls us to become disciples. Mm. And that's that weaving to back together of those frayed parts mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. sin has fractured. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, that's a, that's powerful. And that, and that's, that's really what this, this last week was all about. And you gave us some, some ways that we do that. Right? Yeah. I'll just fly through them yeah, and then fly, we can yeah. get to questions. Yeah. Um, uh, the first way was through a shared devotion. So this commitment to the teachings of scripture mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. um, the way of Jesus. Um, the second was through sacrificial generosity. Mm -hmm. So that we're giving on that for the sake of others mm -hmm. to, come alongside of others. The third was um, through supernatural power. So yeah. the apostles, uh, the way that the spirit moved through the apostles in the early church was quite staggering, miraculous. Yeah. And then finally, that there's a steady growth that God was constantly just adding yeah. to their number. And I love that picture. Yeah. I love that Oh, picture. that's that's beautiful. And that, you know, it's actually one of those, I mean, all of those things have been continued to to happen. Yeah. And and I think we 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 forget some of them. And we don't expect some of them. Right. You know, we, I mean, let's just take that last one. We, we don't necessarily expect in our culture, in our day, for uh, God to be adding people to our numbers uh, daily. You know, daily, right? In day. fact, we, we, we've been told, I think, we've, we might even believe that the church is dying in the United States or in the West or whatever you want to say, or yeah. even in the world. When it, that, that's, that's really not true, at least not in a global sense. Right. right. Um, and, and globally, Christianity is growing. Oh, it's flourishing. Flourishing. Uh, most in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. But I mean, uh, like we said a few weeks ago, the fastest growing church right now that we know of in the world or movement this of churches is, is in Iran. Fascinating. In Iran. So, and that, and I mean, that takes the place of the Chinese church that's growing rapidly. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. But yeah. movements of God in Africa and South America. I mean, just God is on the move. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so now, and some of that is, I, I, it's got to be that we're not looking for it. We're not expecting it. That that somewhere down the line, we stop believing that that's possible. Yeah. Because I, I think, and I think you mentioned this, and maybe it was off off the cuff a little bit, but that that every salvation is a miracle. Yeah, in a sense, right? Yeah. And so those two are related. That as God is bringing people to Him, th those that's a miracle in of itself. But it is. there's also there's a there's a supernatural power that's in that. Yes. And both of those two things are are the ones that we tend to we tend to just not believe that they exist anymore. Yeah. We are we struggle. We mm. struggle. Yeah. And yeah, Josh, I don't know. Um, you can tell me what you think about this, but I don't know that it's a coincidence that the areas the church is growing most are also the areas where it's persecuted mm. harshest. And it seems like God does a unique work in those types of situations, right? Whether it's hmm. the underground church in China or whether it's the, the church in Iran that where people uh, risk their lives to come to faith in Christ. But there seems to be a, a spirit's power and blessing that carries those types of movements yeah. that um, we don't experience in the same types of way. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, there's no doubt. I, I mean, I can't deny that, <laughs> you know, because that that's just, that's just 
what happens, right? Yeah. They, you know, I, I've heard it put this way that uh, in in China back in like the, the Cultural Revolution, I think it was the seventies, they uh, they they turned the lights off on the church, hmm. right? So they they closed the doors of the buildings, right. right? They cut the power to the buildings, but they couldn't cut the power to the church, yeah, because the power of the church is the spirit led. It's right. Jesus is the right. power of the church, right? And so they couldn't turn off the church itself. They turned the lights off, and so for years, no one knew what was going on there. And so and I don't remember the numbers, but it was you know uh, maybe a few million before that there. But then it's like they turned the lights back on, and all of a sudden they're realizing that that in the '80s when they started turning the lights back on, that there were hundreds of millions wow. of believers in China. Yeah, and so that they had grown exponentially. Now, oh, so, so cool. that's just one of those things that that happens. Now, the bigger question I, I have is why. <laughs> Why is it that that happens? Yeah. Is that a rhetorical? I, you know, it's, it's rhetorical <laughs> a little bit. No, I, let me give you my yeah, initial thought. I, I've got some thoughts too. I, I um, well, one, I, we do see a unique um, blessing of God in the way that the, the supernatural works at these, what I would consider to be sort of pivot points, right? When the gospel's crossing um, an ethnic barrier, there mm, are signs yeah, yeah, and yeah. wonders that yeah. accompany it. Mm -hmm. When, there's something new that God is doing there. It seems as though there's signs and wonders that accompany those things. Yeah. So that, that would be one thing. The second is it seems to me that in situations like that, the idea of a lukewarm believer is an oxymoron Yeah. because there's just, That's you it. just have to get off the fence. I mean, mm -hmm. there's no, you're, if you're not fully in, and you're going to lose your life for your faith. You're out, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. And so I think the the faith, the love, the quotient of faith that those people are walking in because of their situation seems to open them up to God doing some pretty miraculous things in their midst. And there's a need for them, absolutely. So I can remember. I mean, I, I pray for miracles often, mm -hmm. um, but it's been a while since I needed one. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely do. And the last time I needed one was when my mom was really ill. Yeah. And so, but I think that posture of God, we need you to come through mm. is one that, um, I mean, let's be honest, we try to avoid. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and especially that posture when it's, when that's all you've got, mm -hmm. you know, um, I've been counseling with a guy that, uh, that is going through some really hard times. And, and one of the things that, that he's noticing is that uh, he's he. I think he, he trusted Jesus at a young age, but I don't think he really realized what faith is hmm. until he's gone through some really difficult things. Yeah, he's gone through some. I mean, he's gone through some some pain and some all sorts of things that he's dealing with, and he's realizing that that in in some sense it was easier to believe beforehand, but it wasn't really believing in anything because he didn't need to really believe in God. He believed things about God, but now he's realizing that I'm actually trusting God. I, I have to trust God. Mm. And there's gotta be something about that in persecution, in those times when people are, people really believe and they are trusting that God is going to come through for them. And so what does God do with that? He, yeah. he answers. Yeah. And I it think does. maybe we're just, we're at a point where we don't need God enough. Mm -hmm. And and I say that to our fault. I mean, I, I want to need him. And yet at the same time, I don't want to go through persecution. Right. Right. So, right. oh, that's a hard one. It is. But I, I do think it's something for us to wrestle with. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, at, at the risk of being overly um, political, which isn't the point of our show at all. No, no. Um, that I would say that even some of the battles that we fight are to prevent us from getting to that place, yeah, right? Yeah, Which yeah. I, I'm all for fighting those battles. I, I, I do think that God does something unique during peacetime. That the book of Acts talks about that in Acts chapter five. So that yeah. that that is a reality. I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that, but I just I wonder what type of life yeah. the church would have if there was a little bit of pressure, you know? Mm -hmm. But absolutely, absolutely.
and, that, and, and we, we may we may see we may yeah. see well um i i thought it was a, a great message so it's worth a listen um you can find that on our another podcast feed if you just type in emmanuel faith community church in any podcast provider you uh hopefully will find this podcast that you're listening to right now and uh hopefully uh the other that one our sermon podcast and our daily devotional podcast which is a great one as well but um hey let's get to a few questions there's some yeah. coming in i've got a few from instagram yes too, so. and i've got i've got uh an email question that right we're going to bring let's up. Let's do it. So let's go in. But first of all, um, Kevin Neron, uh, Kevin Neron, um, he says he hasn't been been here for a year. Welcome back. And he's just asking, is church open? And what are the COVID limitations? And yeah, so we are open. We are open. In fact, we never closed. Yeah, we yeah we we took a few weeks online only but online we've been only. back meeting since may yes yes and um so all of our services right now are outside yep. but we are counting down oh, the yeah. days weeks yeah. days days let's say days okay we can we can count until our worship yeah, center is uh done <laughs> yes. and uh once that happens our plan is to be meeting back in there that's so right. really that's exciting right. times that's right that's great okay um Okay, so uh, let's. I'm gonna kind of glance through here. Some, yeah, you do. You it. have some. Uh, do you have a? I do. Do, I, we have, do we have some fun questions? Let me. See. Or do we have I'm some? Sure. Uh, are sure they all do. very serious? Because yeah. we're a very serious podcast here. We uh, we talk in very somber voices all the time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we last week, last week was fun. You uh, weren't here. We got to talk about some backpacking trips and things like that. That brought back some good memories and All makes right. me want to go backpacking. Okay, I've got a few fun ones. Yeah. Um, one person wrote in and said, I think you are awesome. So that's not a question, <laughs> but we'll take it. We'll take it. I, I'm going to tell you who that was. Can what? I tell you that? I'm not going to tell you the rest of them. That was a sod. That was a sod. I think you're awesome too. Oh, a sod's the best. We should bring a sod in. We should. We yeah, should. He'd, be, he'd be a great guest. Okay. Sod, Number come uh, join The us. second question was, How can somebody like two baseball teams? <laughs> and um, I don't know who this person's Wait. referring to because I only like one now. <laughs> oh, only one. <laughs> That's it. Just one. Just one. Okay. Just and one. it's not this one. And it is the Padres. Not this one that Go you're Padres. wearing. Go right Padres. Now, right? <laughs> yes. Wait, All right. This is go. a great right question, Josh. Um, this next one here. Uh, this person says, I'm wondering what the authority of scripture means to you personally as pastors. Oh, the, the authority of scripture to us as pastors. That's a great question. I love it. What does it mean to me personally? Um, I, you know, man, I could say there's a number of things um, that I'd say. Um, this is a, uh, okay. And a professor of mine put it this way that I'll never forget. Uh, and it, this is, this is related to, um, but he, he said that, that, that the, that scripture, um, okay. All of these scriptures that we have, okay. The books that, that we're, are here. Okay. And we're, and we're talking about in that class, we're talking sort of broadly about scripture. Mm -hmm. We know that there's some things that Paul wrote that we don't have. Right, right, because we know that that he even talks about things that he wrote uh, to the Church of Corinth um, that we don't have. That there was another book prior, and all these things. And we were kind of getting at why did they choose these 150 Psalms and not mm. others? And this is what he said: that the Holy Spirit put gave us these because this is what he wanted in his book. Yeah, and we were even asking like, why are there these weird things? There's some strange things in the Bible. We're reading through oh, the yeah. Bible right now. Yeah. And uh, and we're in Judges. Yes. In our in year long reading through the Bible and Judges, I had forgotten. You know, and and <laughs> I didn't read through. I read through the New Testament last year um, about twelve times. Uh huh. Uh, and and that was oh no sorry just the Gospels. Um, Very cool. Twelve times. Great. So was that was my that was the thing I did last year. Um, so it's been a few years since I've read through the, the Old Testament, and I'm reminded how weird. It's very strange, and I think. Yeah, well, sorry. And, and so, but the, and the point is that the Holy Spirit gave us those for a reason, mm -hmm. and that there's a reason for it. And 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 so, it. What does the authority of Scripture mean to me? It means that that this is that that this is the only, um, the only book that uh, that I fully endorse. Right? There you go. Um, I can't endorse um any other book the way I endorse this one. 
um, this is the book that has the the words of life in it. Yeah. And uh, and I don't always know why. I don't know why that story of <laughs> of Samson, uh, that story of Micah. I mean, there are all sorts of stories and judges that I think well, I, I don't know. I don't get it. I'm yeah. not sure. But I know that there's life there. Yes. Yeah, I I, I want to echo that, Josh. I I what what? How do I view? authority of scripture as a pastor. I mean, there is a reason that this is the content of what we teach every mm -hmm. single week. Um, in our statement of faith, I think the line was that it's the only guide for faith and practice. Yeah. And so we would say, I mean, I would say that when um, people, when, when, people disagree with scripture. I choose scripture, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. like I'm under scripture. I'm not over scripture. Mm -hmm. um, but I would also want to say something controversial, of course. So I would also want to <laughs> this say- This is a podcast and that's that, what it's for. <laughs> yeah. I, I would also want to say that ultimately my authority is uh, that my highest, the highest authority in my life is to Jesus. Absolutely. Not to the Bible. Oh, that's good. And because Jesus claimed all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, yeah. right? And- um, and certainly the words of Jesus are found in the Bible, mm -hmm. right? Um, the teachings of Jesus are found in the Bible. Uh, the Bible would say that all the Bible points to Jesus, right? In Luke yeah. chapter 24, verse 27. And, um, but Jesus does say, you search the scriptures and know the scriptures, yet the scriptures point to me, and yet yes. you refuse to come to me yes. and have life. And so that the ultimate authority is in the word of God incarnate, mm. whose name is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we find his authoritative words in the Bible. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, all scripture is God breathed. All scripture is useful for teaching, correcting, rebuking, and training in righteousness. Mm -hmm. I give, we both give our hearty yes and amen mm -hmm. to that. But Jesus has all authority. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's a great, that's a great point. Because that's that, and that's that's clearly said that it's Jesus who has authority, correct? Right, and and not even that's the uh, that's the only person that has that kind of authority. Yeah, I think I've nerded out and told you yes, about this study yes. that I did yes, a while back. I, I love this. Yeah, um, Leah. So I tried to figure out, okay, who in the who in the New Testament was teaching with authority? Yeah, um, there's only one person that teaches with authority. Yeah. And it's any guesses? <laughs> anyone? Anyone? Jesus. It's That's Jesus. it. He's the only person. So I went for yeah. sure. The Apostle Paul has to teach with authority. Yeah. No. The Apostle Paul claims to have authority on two different occasions. They're both recorded in Second Corinthians. Huh. I, I believe it's Second Corinthians chapter ten and Second Corinthians chapter thirteen. Both he says exactly. both times I have authority, and he uses it's for the same purpose. His authority is to build up. Yeah. That's what he says to build, to build up. up. Mm. And what's funny is that, so I'm just using that word authority, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now, certainly there's implications of that type of a, of a carrying of a mantle and yeah. an important role, a role, but that word, mm -hmm. if you just do a mm -hmm. word study, um, elders are never said to have authority like that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, husbands are never said to have authority. Yeah. The government is said to have authority. So that was that's one where I went, wow, that's interesting in this word study. I'm yeah. going, okay, God, the government has huh. respect your governing authorities. authorities. So it's a noun there. But yeah, that, that idea is very present. Huh. So it was a really interesting word study that led me down this rabbit trail to go, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and I I think that there are all, all there are all sorts of implications for that. Well, um, and I think that's a, it's a great point because uh, I mean we love uh, we love this book, okay? And, and 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 well, both of us have committed a lot of time, a lot of energy, <laughs> yes. a lot of money, a, a, a lot of our life to saying we've yes. we, we firmly and fully believe what's in here. Right? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. We've studied it. We as a book, it is. We learned, it, we it learned is the other most, languages. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, it is the most amazing book. Okay. Now, as a book, but the real power of it comes because it points to Jesus. Correct. Not just because it's a great book. Yes. Not because it has some sort of idea of perfection. Okay. Because that that's that the Bible doesn't 
talk about it that way. What makes it powerful is who it points to, mm-hmm. not necessarily how it's put together or all those other things. Yeah. It's because Jesus, I, I like how you put that, because Jesus is the one with authority. And because this book points to Jesus, that's why it has power. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, yeah. I think that's good. Oh man. So, okay. Well, that's uh, a good, that's a good question. Thank you. Great question. Thank you to whoever sent that in. And, uh, and well, okay. While we're looking up the next one, I just want you to know, we always, we love, love, love your questions. And so of any topic of anything, even if they sound like bad questions to you, okay, we really, there are no bad questions, not many bad question. No, just kidding. Um, there's, there are, and, and, uh, they can feel like doubting questions sometimes, but this is a safe place. You guys, we want you to have a place where you can come and ask real questions. We're trying to be as real and open and honest with you as you can. So you can always send questions to questions at efcc.org and, uh, we'll do our best to get to them right away. Yeah. Okay. I've got one. If you don't, are you right? No, I I have one more, but you can go. Okay. Yep. This one, this one gets off in a little bit different topic. So, um, but it's related to the series, great series a lot, which I think this is a great, a great question. Um, and, uh, and this, this was, this was discussed in a, in a life group. Okay. Right on. So a lot of our, our life groups are small groups, people gathering together, sometimes over zoom and things and virtually sometimes in homes or outside social distancing this way, this group was asking this question and it was really kind of, I'm just going to say it this way. Should everyone really be a disciple? I mean, is this something like for everyone? Because in, in the tone of the question, in fact, at one point he even said, cause it seems like there's a lot of people that aren't very good at it. <laughs> There's a lot of Christians that are really bad at being disciples. In, in other words, they they you know they they even might be jerks to outsiders, right? Yeah. And so, do we really want to send that guy? Okay, we all know that guy. We all know that girl right? <laughs> that we don't yep. we don't want to send out there. And so, is this really something for everybody? Yes. <laughs> um. It, it, and it's something not only that I, I would say Jesus is inviting us to make disciples, but also to become disciples. Yeah. And so yeah. um, that, and, and oftentimes those things do go hand in hand. Mm. They go, they go together mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, but y- yes, Jesus is inviting us to partner with him in um, making other disciples. So, yeah. um, I, and I would say this, I, I think in some ways we always make disciples. Hmm. So like what, who we are and who we're becoming rubs off on people. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, if we just use the term disciple in a generic mm-hmm. way that it's a, a learner, right. It, it's somebody yeah. who is following someone or following a, a rabbi, if you will, but everybody's a disciple of someone or something. Mm-hmm. We're all being formed. We're all being shaped. That's not a Christian thing. That's a human thing. And so as disciples, everybody is called to participate in that. And I would argue everybody does everybody. on some level, yeah. Yeah. whether they're following Jesus or not. And so I, I think to the question, yeah, how do we help people? So if you're bad at making disciples, my guess is you're also probably bad at being a disciple so that, because a, of that dynamic. And that's a great observation. So, so, because if, if that's the case, everybody needs to be involved in th- this disciple making process at some point. The goal of it is always to be a disciple who makes a disciple. But at some point in this journey, some people need to be the people who are actually becoming a disciple, disciple. still. Yeah. So right? like the in the question, some people are jerks. That's a that's not a discipling <laughs> issue. That's a discipleship issue. Right. Got it. Like, yeah. So yeah. Like I think God's got some work that he wants to do in their yeah. hearts and lives. And as he does that, the natural thing that they're gonna do is not only share about it verbally, but it's gonna they're gonna carry the aroma of the transformation that God is working in their life. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, so maybe if you notice one of those people Maybe that's one of the people that you need to go and disciple. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say sure. That's mm. a beautiful invitation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it wasn't um I believe it. Can you yeah. imagine having the jerk discipleship group? <laughs> I feel like I've had that group. Don't know. Sorry, guys. Hey, was I in that group? <laughs> no. Um, I uh that's a yeah, but um isn't it Dallas, Dallas Willard? 
sorry for always going back to him, but I believe he says that uh, if you want to make disciples, go where the sheep are. Mm-hmm. And so he actually he actually encourages people at church to be the place where you find disciples because yes. you're going to find people who are interested in it. Yes, and that's where you go and make disciples. Yeah. Now I think there's also though there's going out and making disciples yeah. as well. It's not in either or necessarily, but maybe that's part of this that I I, I do sense that some people think that that this idea of making disciples is just a like a new way of talking about evangelism. Yeah, I, I've heard in some chatter, not necessarily about that specifically, hmm. but like people talking and I thought, ah, oh, wait, I can I give yeah. an input there? Yeah, yeah, because like we said in the um, series on the Great Commission or the message on the Great Commission, mm-hmm. evangelism yeah. is certainly a part of discipleship, mm-hmm. but it is it's it's the first portion. It's not the last portion. Yeah. And coming to faith in Christ is Christ is the beginning of a disciple's journey not the end in mm-hmm. the same way that a, a wedding ceremony is the beginning of a marriage, yeah. not the end of the marriage. Yeah. Right. And so we talked about that when we talked about baptism, that this was the early church's way of talking about somebody coming to faith, giving their allegiance to Jesus, a new identity in Jesus mm-hmm. and a new family. Mm-hmm. And so um, evangelism is a big, is, is a part of the process, but it is not the whole of the process. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think this, I think that there's just some extremes that people have fallen into in in disciple in discipleship and disciple making and what that all is and some people have said that I'm I'm just I'm not ready I I don't I can't be ready I need to like take certain classes or something like that in order to be ready or even worse I need to go to seminary to be ready or things like that that's an extreme mm-hmm. of waiting way too long to begin discipling. But then I think there's us also what I, I think this person's worried about is that we t- start way too soon. Yeah. And we say, okay, well, you trusted Jesus. So go off and make disciples. Now, at the same time, that there's a, uh, there, there's steps that you can take. Yeah. Even in a, as a new believer, right. That are disciple making type steps. It's not going to be the, the, the full, um, discipleship process, but there's going to be steps all along the way, right? Yeah, no, as a disciple, see, so if, if somebody puts their faith in Jesus and if they are following Jesus, there's going to be, they're going to be asking some questions. They're going to be going to the scriptures and saying, God, what are you, what are you asking me to do? They're going to be doing it. And they're going to be part, probably part of some group where they talk about what that looks like and what that means and what they sense God saying to them. And a disciple is somebody who's inviting another person into that process to start asking those same questions and to help them uh, walk with God as well. Yeah. And so, but. So I would say, yes, the profession of faith is the beginning, but that discipleship process has to start right away. And once that process starts, uh, uh, somebody who's being discipled can pretty quickly Hmm. start to do the same thing with somebody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm reminded of, uh, I I think it's Philemon verse six, where at least in the NIV, it says um, uh, to be, uh, what he says, something to the effect of, be diligent in sharing the good news so that you have an awareness of every good thing you have in Christ. Mm. And the picture is as you, know, you share, as you share, yeah, you start to get more of an awareness of what you have. Uh, that that is so true. That in fact, I mean, that is that is the way I learn. Yeah. That is the way I I think I I really comprehend something, right? I can read books. I can, you know, listen to sermons. That's great. But man, when I have to teach it, when I get the opportunity to to preach it and to teach it, oh my goodness, that's when the yeah. learning happens because I have to I have to give it away. Right. And so in order to give something away, you have to own it first, right? Right. You have right. to really has to get inside of you. And so that's really what you're saying is that that all of this, when when at every step along the way, when there's an outward focus, it helps us to own it as well. Yeah. And so it's not that 
we're not asking, you know, we're not asking someone to, when they first come to Christ to, to teach like theology lessons. No, um, that's not discipleship necessarily. No. Um, but to have an outward focus to, to share what you know. Right. And I think so to that, the, my last comment about this question, Josh would be, I would just hope every disciple would be simply praying and asking, God, would you open my eyes to see if there's anybody you're bringing into my life that you want me to walk with yeah. in a discipleship manner? That's great. And um, if God doesn't, then okay, right? Yeah. That, that, that's yeah. Like, I don't think um, that we ne that you necessarily need to beat down the doors in order to find somebody to disciple, right? Yeah. I, but I do believe that. God will bring people into your sphere of influence, mm. whether it's at work or in your neighborhood or a friend or an enemy. I mean, somebody yeah. that, and you can simply ask, you know, would you be interested in entering into a discipleship relationship yeah. with me? That's great. That's great. Now, um, I love Faith Kids. Someone, someone on our Faith Kids team is, is watching and they are logged in as Faith Kids. And they put it this way, that people who have a personal relationship with Jesus are disciples of Jesus. Now, and, and that's and it's an interesting point. Um, <laughs> I was reading, and uh, I think it's Dallas also, who says that uh, there's this phenomenon of un, undiscipled disciples. Yeah. Um, that, that, so it's a, it's a disciple because yes, we're, I mean, that, like you said before, that's the term that is used about Christians much more than Christian, yes. right? The word Christians only used three times. Right. Disciples, 269. <laughs> 269 times. Okay, so it's a big disparity there. Um, we are called to be disciples. Um, we're not we're not necessarily called to be Christians necessarily. Okay, right now we get that that's a we use that word differently now. Um, but we're called to be disciples now. So so there is this phenomenon of people who who are disciples, they're just not being discipled. Yeah, they haven't been discipled. Right. Um, and it, if they haven't been discipled, then they're not making disciples. Yeah. They're, yeah. We'd say they're maybe stagnant. Yeah. You know, what's really interesting, Josh. And the, I, I love that comment because, um, I, man, there's, I was preparing for this weekend mm -hmm. and, um, we're teaching on Jesus's invitation to, well, his conversation with Peter, where he calls him Satan. Mm -hmm. It's a great text. I mean, it's just, it's, it's <laughs> yes, so, fun. It's so good. Um, but it's in the context of Jesus talking specifically. It says in verse 21, from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer. So he's talking yeah. specifically to his disciples. And he says to them, then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone. So Jesus is talking to his disciples about discipleship. Yeah. And it's a specific teaching to say there's, there's more. Yeah. Um, there's an invitation even for disciples to become disciples, yeah. to grow deeper in their walk with Jesus always. But I just thought it was interesting in a teaching to disciples, he told them about discipleship. Mm -hmm. And and if you really want to be my disciples, this is what it's going to mm -hmm. take. Mm -hmm. And I, I was just struck by that. Hmm. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that is powerful. And because that, that, that's really, he's discipling them on <laughs> being a disciple yeah. and, and making disciples, which that's a step in this. It is. That's a step in this. And so, um, I, you know, I think that, I think that the, the question, the point of it was that we don't want, in some sense, we don't want everyone being like the jerk. Okay. Or the guy that, I mean, in his words, he said, uh, you know, someone who's just really, really bad at it. Right. Yeah. Or, um, they're, they, they're, they are terrible disciples in and of themselves. <laughs> And uh, and they would almost drive people away from being Christian because you know their answers and mentoring might not be um, fully biblically based and all this stuff. They just have lousy people skills, right? Get all those things. Um, <laughs> we don't want more of that. <laughs> um, that person probably needs to take some time under. Yeah, if I would have heard all that, I may have answered the question a little different. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't read it all. Um, I just said jerk. I was trying to summarize um, the. The idea is that that they, that person is the one who needs to come and step under. Yes. And that that all of us at different times in our lives and sometimes at the same time, we need to be under someone and then to also be reaching down. Yeah, that Paul and Timothy also. type of exactly. relationship. Yeah, and there's often absolutely. times like that. Now, I get it. Sometimes we don't have time for all of that. So this is not necessarily uh, more to do. 
Um, but it's it's in any of those relationships, even if it's not sitting down in a Bible study, um, if it's if it's more casual than that, it's always looking for ways to then take it and give it away to someone else, to pass it down to another generation. You yeah. know, um, I think that's huge. That's absolutely. Huge. That's absolutely. Huge. Well, um, man, Ryan, we. Oh, I've got one more question. We're running. I, we I are. We're behind. So good. Um, and I've got kids to pick up. I do too. So, <laughs> but okay, we could tease some questions for next time. Okay, this is a big teaser. Is it a big teaser? Yeah. What do you got? Yeah. Um. Uh, one of the questions I got on Instagram was, "Why are American Christians so in love with guns?" On that note, ladies and gentlemen, goodbye. Why can't we just support <laughs> common sense laws? That was the question. Wow. Okay, we think talked obviously in light of yeah, uh, in light of the, that's light, a big shootings. Wow. So, and that is a so um, we'll we'll talk about that next week. Let's talk about that next week. Okay, the other question that came in here online and uh, on Facebook, um, and it's very much related to this idea of Christians who you know are disciples but aren't making disciples. Mm -hmm. But it's going a step further, using a term that is often used. It's called carnal Christian. Okay. So someone asked what that is. A carnal Christian is somebody who claims to be a Christian, who has potentially they've, they've prayed a prayer to receive Jesus. Um, and we don't say anything about um, people's eternal state. That's something God knows. Um, but this is a person who would say they're a Christian, but aren't living as a Christian, right? right? Yeah. They're living as if they were um, not a Christian often and just the way, same way anyone else was. Um, and so this is a, this is a deep question. One that gets at uh, a lot of things. Are they secure in Christ forever? Um, if they, if, and if they don't bear fruit or don't persevere in their faith, um, AK, uh, walk in their faith or, uh, you know, they're asking the once saved, always saved. Question. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll tackle that next week. That's, that's a big one. That's a real big Along one. Along so, with guns and second amendment and all that, which I, I there's, those are great questions. Yes, I'm, I'm right. glad we'll get to tackle that. And so. we'll do it all on spy Wednesday. Spy Wednesday. If we, if we can do on Wednesday, Gosh. I don't know if we can do Wednesday or not. We'll see. We'll talk. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but Everyone, thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks you guys. Us. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we, Sorry I was late. We'll uh, we'll post uh, hopefully at least a day before coming back on, and hope you can catch us. And uh, thank you for everyone. I know a lot of you out there are watching this well after. You're watching on Facebook, or watching on YouTube, or you're listening to the podcast. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for investing. Thank you so much for your questions. We, it is such a blessing to do this every week. And so God bless you. And uh, if we don't see you, have a, have a wonderful, wonderful Easter. God bless, everybody. God bless. Go Angels.